3: Hello, everybody and welcome to another brand spanking new episode of is it just me the podcast where we talk utter nonsense but you know why because it's the most important stuff especially in these trying times i'm one of your hosts i'm joe elvin and i'm joined by james williams hi james hello hello well, <laughs> a delayed hello but you know he's with That's us it. now he's in the room he's back in the room <laughs> today we are joined by um you know a real sort of like modern day renaissance man if you ask me professor green Stephen manderson he is a obviously he's a rapper he's a, a a sort of a music star all-rounder he's a fashion designer although he, he'll go on to tell me that he's not he's got a new collection out with george from asda he's a foodie he launched a pop-up restaurant earlier this year he's got some supplements coming out that it promotes gut health he's got everything going on and but somehow he found time to talk to us on is it just me um i don't know if the agent just made a mistake but uh We had a right laugh with him. He's one of the loveliest, loveliest men on the planet. And here he is. (laughs) So hi, everyone. Hi. (laughs) Where are you at home, Stephen?
2: I am, yeah, in my kitchen. Do we call
3: you Stephen or or do we call you Professor? And are you sick of answering that question?
2: Are we being overly familiar uh, already? I like, I like it when people call me Mr. Professor. I'm like, wow, I've got two titles.
3: You uh, must be feeling very excited Stevenage. about the vaccine today, Professor.
2: <laughs> well, I did get accused of, uh, of mishandling the PPE situation. That was quite, a, <laughs> that, that's been one of my highlights of the year.
3: Why, uh, what did you do?
2: I, well, there was another Professor Green, Martin Green, they just forget. They just forgot to put the Martin in it. So uh, I went onto to Twitter one morning, I'd just woken up and like the worst thing in the world to ever do is look at your phone just as you've woken up. Um, I think I was stuck in Morocco at the time during the first lockdown and um, yeah, went on Twitter and was like, why are all these people shouting at me about PPE? Like, this, that, 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 what? Um Done a little bit of research into it, and it was a case of mistaken identity. But there were a lot of angry people moaning at me about the lack of PPE and the mis, um, handling and the yeah, it was just it was a weird one. But yeah, that was that was one of the highlights of the year for me. Oh, Getting was being it, stuck in Morocco, mistaken for a proper professor. <laughs> I was being stuck in Morocco. It was um not what you'd expect. Everyone was like, "Oh, well, at least you had the beach and hot weather." It was a state of emergency. I landed in Tangier and was the last plane that they were in on the 15th of March. Um, they closed Moroccan airspace literally half an hour after I landed at half 11 at night. Um, we weren't even allowed out for a walk without papers. And the farthest we could go was our closest supermarket, which was oh my God. which was only 50 meters away. And um, it wasn't hot, which was probably it probably made it more bearable, actually. But it, it rained for at least eight and a half weeks of the 13 and a half weeks I was out there.
3: Jesus, that sounds even worse than my lockdown in southeast London.
2: <laughs> oh, where, where is East London? I don't, I don't, I, don't I, just, I, I, think,
3: I think we do live near each other. I, I live right. in Sydenham, yeah. okay,
2: yeah, not far from me at all. I go to Sydenham with regularly with the dogs.
3: Oh, uh, we go there too. Why have I never run into you?
2: No idea. Yeah, <laughs> we have. I'm normally just there with my hood up, like, oh, really? Same, same,
3: yeah, yeah, like you know, wearing the, <laughs> the, the hoodie of shame because I just, you know, just bundled out of bed. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? No, it's gone. So tell us all about. So you're 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 now a fashion designer as well as a professor.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. not. Definitely not a professor or a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to shape cutting and everything, I'm I'm slowly getting my head around it. Um, God, can we get pretty... Martin
3: on this podcast instead?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Well, he'd probably know about the sizes of PPE, or maybe not. <laughs> the suggested. Um. It's the second time that I've I've worked on a range with someone else. The first was with Puma many, many moons ago. Um, we did two seasons um, and it's kind of nice to just, I quite selfishly just basically recreate all the favorite things in my wardrobe um, nice. and I refine them a little bit, but this time with, um, I guess the, the new thing this time is that it's, it's largely sustainable. And I don't think as far as menswear, there's much, in the way of sustainability out there, I think, um, you know, in women's wear, especially with Stella leading the, leading that, I think there's, there's always been some awareness of sustainability and using materials that are, are more kind to the planet. Um, but I don't think it's something that men are that up on. So it's quite exciting to be part of uh, uh, one of the first sustainable menswear ranges, especially that's affordable because, you know, yeah, you- even, even products we use to, to wash our dishes and tablets we use to stick in our dishwashers, if you get the more sustainable variety, they come at a higher price tag, which obviously doesn't um, encourage as many people to use them. You know, it becomes a luxury in the same way that it, it's probably more expensive or is definitely more expensive to eat well than it is to go and get, you know, six wings and chips for $1.99 at your local mall. Yeah. If you're in South- that,
3: but That's I- the thing, because it's Asda, isn't it? It's an Asda range, and I, I think I'm probably... Um, I can't be the only one guilty of think of thinking supermarket cheap um, not sustainable
2: exactly the exact yeah. opposite normally um, and I think what it does is it kind of it, it, it's quite disruptive and I think what it does is it forces the hand of other large corporations or you would hope it would anyway um, so I think it's it's a smart move um, and it's not greenwashing you know they're being very 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 transparent about every step of the process which it is also encouraging because I think there's a hell of a lot of people that claim to be sustainable, but if you scratch the surface, you find out they're actually not.
1: But in the same way, Stephen, I think think what I found really interesting was the second I heard sustainable, similar to Joe, because, you know, the idea that cotton is a cheap fabric when actually mass-produced bad cotton is cheap. Good cotton is actually, I think the sustainable stuff I've been sort of uh, hoodwinked into buying is actually quite expensive. I was amazed to see you'd made it Affordable was that a real challenge to actually keep the price point low but obviously then have some green cred- credentials to the range well basically what's happened is as to have had to take
2: it on the chin which again i think is commendable because what happens is people don't normally you know people would normally put the price tag up because of margins you know they have margins that they're they're supposed to meet as a company um and we I mean, I don't know if you, you've seen what people, you know, what supermarkets tend to buy stock in at. It probably helps that it, it's their own range. But, um, you know, I've got a product that I'm working on myself at the moment that that I released recently that we're trying to take into bricks and mortars and trying to make the margins work is headache. It's kind. Of, it's been a funny year for me, right? So I kind of, as a kid, I was quite academic. Then I found music and decided to switch that part of my brain off because I found that being creative was way more fun. Um, and this year has basically been, EBITDA's, L-tips, five-year projections, and a, a load of legalese. So I'm like, I'm dying could, to get back in the studio because, actually,
3: yeah, because you were in my magazine a couple of weeks ago. You've got a supplement range, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's taken me like I've had to work with some proper professors on that. You know, I took them a wish oh list. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> You <laughs> wouldn't more me making it i'd bloody kill someone um, <laughs> oh that's good yeah let's put more and more and more of it in <laughs> like let's everything. make it
3: green that's more fun <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah do you
2: know what though is that do you know what that attitude was kind of my approach to, to to most things in my younger years you know i used to be excessive and when people talk about sustainability i think it goes far beyond just using specific fabrics and you know using 3d CADs to avoid having to fly things through so you're sending a plane for each and every sample every time something's a millimeter out i think you know sustainability extends into affordability but also you know lifestyle choices that are manageable if i go to the gym seven days a week i will no doubt end up in bed for two because i've overdone it i think sustainability now is something that i try and apply by just not being excessive or extreme you know i've always been a bit of a pendulum I, i go from one extreme to another i'm trying to allow life to go up and down and stay somewhat in the middle you know so i can enjoy it you know the- <laughs> I'm day. taking
3: a but, risk here saying this in yeah. front of two boys but i think that's actually just very male i think that's men are sort of like so much more all or nothing than women in yeah, general
2: i think time yeah. testosterone and we're like yeah. you know yeah. it's like managing that is a skill because we've not i don't think there's much in even in modern day life that teaches you how to 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 handle that i don't think you know, I think for, for better or worse, normally worse, um, we, we are quite, we can quite often be somewhat caveman-ish, um, <laughs> to things. and I think even when you talk about, you know, if you relate emotions to men, it's not like emotions, it's, one emotion and it's anger and anger i think is really just adult fear it's all i can't be scared so i'm going to be angry when you get beyond that and you start to let yourself just be upset in a situation you might feel a bit bullied at first but you kind of find that you go through your life with a lot less guilt and carrying a lot less regret for things you've said when you've been reactive or explosive so it's a it's i think we're gently moving towards a better direction um but I think conversations
1: like this have to happen a hell of a lot more. I think-, so I and, think and I think- oh, Sorry, so carry on James, bloody I Zoom, think, yeah. No, I do think though, Steve, I think you've got a very healthy approach. Cause I will say this, I do feel like- It's all good. I'm gonna say second- sorry. I don't I don't I don't I don't mean to cut you off there. I talk okay. a good day, but I am still very much a work in progress. Probably oh, no. and I promise No, And I think that's right. And I think that's the good the good point. Cause I think the problem is at the moment, I do feel the second anybody, least of all somebody with a public profile, starts talking about sustainability, there is this lynch mob that is ready to jump on them and then prove all the other things they've not done that's been sustainable, like getting on flights or you know, not re- putting the recycling out that week well, having sixteen <laughs> bars. We're talking about Piers Morgan and Prince Harry, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like anyone's going to use yeah. all sixteen
2: of their bars. It's like it's, it's, he, he, he has a house that has sixteen bars. So I can't imagine he fills them all and goes, "Oh, which one shall I get in today?" But yeah. um, well,
3: that's, that's a waste of fifteen bars. Then <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I do get anybody... his point. Apparently, seventy-two million drops of water. Oh. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I'm obtaining the most stupid information, and I, I always say I know nothing about anything and everything about nothing, and that will probably be on my gravestone.
3: Basically, either that, either that
2: or he meant mean? well.
3: But what's your um, sort of, uh, what, what's the, what, what am I trying to say? What's your image of yourself, Stephen, when you think that, I think that when you talk about mental health and sustainability and things like that, it has a, a bigger resonance because, you, to me, you have this such sort of like all-male, almost, you know, like macho persona, and that's, you know, from your music and from the past. You, is that how you see yourself?
2: I try... I'm trying really I try really hard to not see myself through the eyes of other people because I think what happens then is you start to think of yourself as you assume people think of you which is yeah. really really dangerous. Um my idea of myself like I've always been really sensitive in my music I was a very sensitive kid which was probably that probably played into a lot of, of my gut and mental health issues, which I didn't join the dots between for many, many years.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, because I was always quite anxious. I was always quite shy. And then I got into the most aggressive form of, of rap music when I started out, which was battle rapping. It's basically boxing with words. You know, you have to make it all up on the spot. It has to rhyme and it has to be funny as well as pretty cutting. Um, yeah. Which strangely, I think growing up in East London prepared me for really well. But it was it, it, it done so much for me when I found a form of expression because I found my voice. And when I found my voice, I began to understand more about myself. And it's weird. I, I don't listen back to my music a lot. Um, but when I do, sometimes I hear things and I'm like, shit, again, I was talking a really good game, but I was ahead of myself because I said something that I understand now. But at the time, I was kind of bordering on awareness and able to put it into you know song form into words I was able to put it on paper but I haven't hadn't put it into practice and so now it points to my life. I'm like, so I wonder what I'm getting right now. And I'm trying to pay yeah. more attention to what's coming out and I'm trying to apply more of it to my life. But the whole like macho thing, I I think that was more a persona that was that was put on me. You know right. like, people always talked about like you know via, like I, I'm not I've been through a lot more than I put in my music, especially around the sort of where I grew up, what I used to do. I've never felt the need to to make that my identity, albeit that was my identity for a period of my life because I didn't feel like I had much purpose beyond that. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. You know, it's sad, you've got kids who fight over estates where their parents don't own their property, you know, because that's all they have as an identity because they don't see the world as a bigger place than where they are because they feel so trapped in their situation. Yeah. Um, And when I got beyond that, like, I always used to find it weird. Like, remember I got stabbed, I didn't stab someone. But people think of that as macho and assume then that that makes me this hard person. I was always really honest and sensitive in my music. You know, my favorite rappers when I was growing up, so I didn't start writing music until I was 18. And I listened to rap music a long time before that. And all my favorite artists were the ones who put themselves into their music and were were, were honest. You know, who spoke about you know anything they thought, felt, or observed, and that was why I took that approach to my music when I started writing it. And I guess in you know in hindsight, it was quite cathartic. It was somewhat therapeutic. I I don't do CBT. It's not a type of therapy that works for me. But mm. the cornerstone of, of cognitive behavioral therapy is journaling, right? Which is just writing down what you think, feel, or observe at any given time. So you've got the perspective a week later when you go back to it and go, "Fuck, you know what was I worrying about that for?" And yeah, I kind of I kind of had that from my music, which I, I didn't realize, but it, it helps. You know, um, when I feel stifled, it's often because I don't have, a, you know, I'm, I'm not expressing myself.
1: And I guess this year, I mean, I was going to say actually, it's it's a good thing this year of all you you've had you've got all these other strings to your bow. Cause let's be honest, it's not a good time to be a musician right now. But it's certainly not an easy landscape to be a musician, yeah, right? Yeah, well, now. I mean, we can't we
2: can't do anything live, right? So that's the I mean I've done one live event this year and it was weird, right? Because it was it was it was corporate and it was a zoom. There were about 20 people in the room. There were me, Dream McLean, who's another rapper, and Thomas Jules, who's my DJ, and he's a, a singer-songwriter himself, who's on stage with me. Um, but it was a zoom to like 2000 people and you couldn't see any of them it's really weird performing to an audience you can't see but the beautiful thing about it is we've been together for so long that we do the same show whether we're at brixton academy on the pyramid stage at Glastonbury or we're in a weird small room in clapton performing to all these video cameras that are broadcasting to this 2000 these 2000 people that work for this firm Um, we do the same show but it made me realize how much how much i miss it Um, I think Rishi Sunak is a bit of a knob, um, suggesting that we all retrain.
3: Um, Oh my God. Can you
2: believe that? Excuse my my French, but it's like, we, we contribute to the economy. I also pay a hell of a lot of tax as do many of my peers, but forget the eyes for a second, right? There are so many cogs in that machine. You know, there are so many people that are part of making what we do happen and making what we do possible. And he just basically, I mean, to, Do you know the funniest thing, right? I actually went on the website to see what else I could retrain as. um, And it said I could be a beautician and earn 30 to 40 grand a year. But all the beauticians were out of work because none of the- Well, quite, yeah. And it also told me I could be an actor. Now my partner's an actress. So I'm aware of how little work there out there is out there at the moment because it's kind of difficult, difficult to run a production when everyone has to have COVID tests twice a week. And but
3: also that's hilarious if they're saying, Okay, so you all you people in the arts need to retrain. And one of the things they want you to retrain as is in the arts.
2: The thing is, right, when he had that, I was kind of laughing because obviously our range is called adapt. And when he came out and first said anything about this, he said we all need to adapt. It wasn't retrain. Now, when the uproar hit, because it happened in between when he said we should adapt and when he said we need to retrain, surely someone would have just put their hand up and gone, Rishi, mate, maybe we should pull this retrain campaign that we spent loads of money on that we should be spending elsewhere on, like, I don't know, protecting people in care homes or just any number of things that would have been you know money better spent than creating this website where people could just go for a giggle to see what they could retrain as to laugh because they couldn't possibly you know at the and, and, and what what the, the idea of just giving up everything they've worked towards their entire lives just what yeah. I mean, you know i just think he it's like it's really scary when you've got people who are in that position of power that are that tone deaf to their public
3: yeah. i just say i'm not sure if it if if it's him as an individual either I think there's they're definitely no, collectively to, I
2: think the knobs
3: yeah well I mean there definitely yeah, seems are. to have been this you know this idea that um you know if you believe pop bitch with um Dominic Cummings saying tell the dancers they're, they're last in the queue you know it's like this idea that theatre is this um isolated thing that doesn't also feed the restaurant industry or the tour bus industry or the pubs industry. It's just bizarre to me. Or
2: tourism. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I went to New York to see Constellation with Jay Gyllenhaal um, and Ruth Wilson. You know, it, it drives tourism as well. People will yeah. travel to see these things if they you know if it's afforded to them, obviously. Um, but then it's like clubs as well. Like we have a huge culture of creating brilliant musicians, you know. And they, where do you, where do you cut your teeth? You know, where did Ed Sheeran cut his teeth? In pubs and clubs around the country, touring relentlessly until someone actually took notice. You know, how much, how much did he contribute to their income just via his tour? Something and crazy it, is, to it is
3: bizarre as well when, you know, where a, it's a country, obviously I'm not from here, but it's a country that, you know, builds so much of its national pride and heritage on things like William Shakespeare. You know, it's just, it's like the arts of the arts of the arts. It's like, it's, it's also. Crucial.
2: Also, lest we forget, what would have got? I mean, what got us through this period? If I didn't have Netflix or Spotify during yes. the period, I mean, I I can't. There's only so much daytime TV I can stomach. But
3: honestly, can I just say as well? We have finished Netflix. We we uh, don't no, know what to, talk. Nothing yeah. to say to each other. Yeah,
1: I'm running. I'm running very low as well. Thank God I live yeah. alone. I saved,
2: I saved the Crown. So I'm, that's that's what I'm on at the moment. The Crown. But I'm
3: starting yeah. to get
2: I'm starting to get sick of received pronunciation now. <laughs> issue. I couldn't there's only so many I can hear someone pronounce issue. Issue. Oh, so <laughs> I, I don't know, know what I, you I'm mean quite, by oh god hey, Siri, I, I couldn't right. say so Sorry, many. <laughs> Siri is just started to try and have Siri once in.
3: I was gonna but say it's so, it so foreign to my cover. Aussie ears, I love that accent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um so anyway, so, 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 for anyone listening, obviously the range adapt, it's available. Across the country, NASDA, Nasda right now, right? It is and online, yeah. Online, very important, obviously, in this time of uh, of a lockdown, oh, past lockdown. If my um,
3: husband's nice to me. I might buy him a nice shirt for Christmas. But also, the shirt,
1: nice,
2: and, oh, and also the the parkers, the parkers, a key piece for me. So I, I love what? tech jackets.
1: Uh, yeah, also, that's one of my favourites. Stephen, what I liked about it is, and I, I think you've got a really good idea in the sense that, you know, I, I think you get to a certain point as a man where you kind of know the things you want and what you like, and you would buy them five or six times, you know? So I think it's a, they're just classic pieces that I think will suit most guys out there. So I think it's a really, really good, and obviously the sustainability thing is just a icing on the cake. And the price that's point, Absolutely, win, win. Yeah, eight so. to 60
2: quid. Yeah. Eight to 60 quid. What's not to love? That's-, that's Oh, I'm not spending
3: great. that on Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm
2: out. <laughs> you can also get the, you can also, if, you, if you're going to overindulge at Christmas, may I suggest you give yourself a head start in January and get yourself some a gulp as well. Very good for the gut. Very good Oof, for the all right. Wow. All right, okay. there
3: you go. Well done, Steve. You got all your plugs in.
2: <laughs> oh, I, ha- I haven't even told you about the new single yet. <laughs>
3: oh, Jesus. All right. That's because we'll
2: say- I, I, that's, that's I can't, because my, I can't get out my record deal, because I don't get on with the head of Sony very well. Oh, <laughs>
1: Well, they, they listen to this podcast, Stephen. So, get you across <laughs> right now. Yeah, they're
3: across the road from me right now if you want me to say it, if you want me to deliver
1: it. Rick at the window. Oh, okay,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, I do that every day anyway.
1: Yeah. No, 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 Joe, go the big Just moon them. Moon them now, yeah. Joe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no one deserves that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are we yeah, going to play? Yeah. Is it just me?
1: Yes, I think we're ready for it. Oh, yeah. no. Okay, cool. Right. Shall I kick off things, you know, we we, we touched oh, on it. Not? Okay, so let's yeah. talk about Christmas. You know, it's obviously on everyone's mind. Is it just me, and this sounds really awful, and I do love my family, I swear. But... Yep, then Grinch. <laughs> is it just me who is more excited about Christmas food than the Christmas company? Now I say this, like I said, to pre- precursor, I do love my family and actually we made a very reasonable decision a couple, of, well a week ago, that we're not getting together this Christmas uh, my parents are in that age bracket where it's a bit risky and we, they've been really good and actually to be honest with you it was actually quite embarrassing my parents om- almost took the news too well they're a bit like yeah that's fine we don't want to see you this Christmas it was like ow it was like I mean we, we
3: can all understand that
1: yeah, yeah I mean I am fairly yeah. awful but any time of yeah. year but particularly at Christmas but anyway um so we decided we're not going to get together so I'm now sort of figuring out what I'm going to do Christmas day with some friends or whatever and I've basically pretty much realised I don't think it really matters who I'm with. I know that sounds awful. I like all my friends, but what's really important is the food. Like, I'm really, and and it's not just the eating and the gluttonous part of it. For me, because some of my friends have suggested going to, like, really posh restaurants or going to nice hotels. But for me, Christmas is about making the food as well as eating it. Am I totally weird in this? Nah, I'm kind of with you, although
2: I do... Like, right, a couple of things to this. So family-wise, my nan has been weirdly really, really nice throughout this whole period. I don't know if it's just because she doesn't miss seeing me. I I thought she would. (laughs) she does talk to me on FaceTime. She's realised
3: a whole new life exists. She doesn't
2: (laughs) FaceTime that well, though, so I I normally just spend the whole time looking at her forehead. no matter how much I
1: try and ask her to move the camera. Yeah. It could she, be worse. We, then, she, we, all, we all have it. My my mum has yeah. a lamp, and I, it, it looks like a, a sort of Gestapo interrogation lamp that she uses to do crosswords with. It's so bright, it's like I'm well, zooming... Well, that's how grim when,
3: things are in Wales at the moment.
1: I know, but it, but it's yeah. like zooming Wembley Stadium. That's how lovely, and my mum never gets her face in. I just get the lamp. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Uh, um, I, I'm... I,
2: I always... I agree with you. I think I've had a couple of Christmases... Um, where I've gone to restaurants or, or, or to places where I've been cooked for. Um, and it's not quite the same. There's something about the entire process. There's something about, you know, doing the gravy the day before and doing all the prep. And yeah, you know, I just, it just feels, that's what feels Christmassy to me. Um, it's I, the I,
3: drinking at 10.30 AM. That's what's exciting.
2: I love it. I, I,
3: oh, my God. Know, I love it when yeah. it's really
2: carefully curated as well. So you perfectly work out how to best get yourself hung over for Boxing Day. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if I start with a little glass of, I don't know, Bucks Fizz or a Kia Royale, and then, you know, a glass of white wine through lunch, and then re- onto the red when the meat comes out, and you just get your ah, basic pieces and then onto heavy. the old fashions, it's just a recipe for the worst hangover in the world. But again, that's part of Christmas. Um, I, I'm, Do you know what? The company's going to be quite good for me this year. Um, I'm going to go and see my nan in the morning and just wave oh. to her from her balcony. I, I do miss giving her a hug, um, but then I'm probably going to be with my partner and, and her family, and I quite look forward to that. Albeit, I've been told that I'm in charge of the roast, which I'm fine with. As well, you not, are
3: quite a foodie, though, right? I yeah. love
2: it, man. Well, G- yeah. and I opened a,
1: a blooming pop-up exactly,
3: you,
1: yeah. didn't we? That was mental. You've been way too productive in 2020, where most of us are literally scrambling around can barely do anything. You've got a like, restaurant pop ups, you've got a supplement range, you've got a clothing range. You're yeah, it's upsetting. Eating. You yeah, know what? Well, I'm,
2: I, well, I'm not here to upset anyone. I'm trying to spread your name. You lot have made me happy. Um, yeah. I've properly, this is a great start to my first day. Oh. Um, oh, I am. But yeah, no, it's funny. Like, I have done all of that, but then there's so much stuff that I need to get done at home. I'm like, there's a, I, I, I'm quite good at compartmentalizing unless I start to get bad sleep and hang, uh, lockdown 2.0 has been quite bad for that. I've started waking up at like three or four o'clock in the morning. So then I start to, the, the I keep things in, I don't know, I always, I always use the analogy, it's a bit like chaos at the zoo in my head at the moment because there's so many things going on. If I keep the doors closed behind me, when I go from one room to another, it's fine. But if I don't, the animals get out and they they open all the other doors and then it's just chaos. Is it like so, Jumanji, Stephen, in your head. <laughs> Proper, yeah. The doors being kicked off. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, the first Jumanji, the proper one. Yeah, the uh, good Jumanji. Yeah, the oh, good the
3: terrifying one. one. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah. just, yeah, but uh, yeah,
2: I am. I am aware of like I can now. So I'm looking at a movement crack on my on my kitchen wall at the moment, and I'm like, "Yep, there is a hell of a lot of stuff that I need to get my head
1: around and get it done." But,
3: I think uh, this Christmas I'm going to try. I'm going to finally do what I always threaten and make a quality street toasty.
1: Oh yes.
3: Just see what that's like.
1: I am not across yeah. this. Tell me more. It's Joe's only going to melt
3: a load of quality streets in between, um in a brevel, in sandwiches, and see what happens.
2: If I if I did that, I'd lose a tooth. You can't put toffees in there, surely? Why not? You can eat those little toffee, I can't even eat those little golden toffee coins, and I love them, but I would one hundred percent lose a filling if not a tooth. <laughs> Look,
1: yeah.
3: I'll take one for the team. Yeah,
1: stick the big purple ones or the or the uh, the green triangles, Joe, for the toasties, I reckon. They're yeah, always- I know. Oh, I know. No, sorry carry on
2: No, no you no, go that was a brazil nuts isn't it oh
1: yes Absolutely. i'm
3: telling you i'm getting excited already
1: i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah you all seriousness, though i think well we like food Joe, but i mean i think you uh it's not well, how would you feel about going out to a restaurant for christmas lunch for example for me that just doesn't see, feel right
3: well you have to get dressed yes yeah
1: also, you have to stay sober relatively, don't you? Because you you, my feeling no, is- no, no. You, don't have to, I, I, you don't have to stay
2: sober, I can confirm that because <laughs> well, I've, no. I've definitely not stayed sober, but it does, there's something in doing the washing up and just, it's kind of like you meet up, you you eat food, you have a drink and then you will leave. You don't, yeah. it doesn't, you know, that part of the, and I know sometimes, you know, we get to a point where we all wish everyone had leave, but like that doesn't normally happen during
1: Christmas it's days. Snoring
3: I, and I'm farting on the couch is all to part party. of it. Yeah.
1: But yeah. also my biggest driving force is, is as well is like what no leftovers. If you go to a restaurant, you have got no fucking leftovers, and that's hey, hard week is one of the best things about Christmas. Like oh, the I know. Boxing yes. day,
2: My God, uh, do you know what? So in answer, to to answer that question more concisely, what is the food without the company? You you wouldn't you wouldn't have any fun if you were cooking just for yourself. And I normally this year I'm with my partner and her family, but I nearly always have a race a race and strays on like the twenty eighth with all of my friends who don't have anywhere yeah. else. Yeah.
0: To- uh, if not on
2: Christmas day sometimes. And that to me is is, is what it is all about. It's, it's people coming together and they, they don't have to be your blood to be your family. You know what I mean? Exactly.
3: Oh, no,
1: it's I'm, true. And the, the real I struggle can't to be
3: sarcastic, big... it's all true. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. true. But the biggest struggle <laughs> is getting a small enough turkey. Because obviously all the small turkeys have gone, right? Yeah, I'm
2: starting to realise that butchers have closed their lists already. I'm just relying it's all about on-
1: about
0: the on
3: crown this year, people. Test.
1: The crown, yeah. No, but not, not the TV show. No, no. The, tea,
3: the the turkey. Although I'm having lamb because I'm the only meat eater in my house. So what I say goes.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm
2: yeah. not always the, I don't always do a turkey. I'm like you, Joe. I, I, I favour lamb or beef. But um, yeah. i will probably do a turkey for everyone else and then do a little bit of red meat for me. I've got a nice roll. Oh, a I mean, touch.
3: there's nothing like a lamb sandwich the next day. Hello.
1: Oh, meat <laughs> jelly. Mm.
3: Oh, oh. honestly.
1: Well, yeah. This is making me very festive. I'm not been feeling that festive. Yeah, me
3: too. I might
1: be a little bit tingly all over. Thank you both for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh,
3: Before James gets any Yeah. (laughs) Is it just me?
0: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads
2: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
3: He sometimes um, does embarrassing things that even when I'm alone, they embarrass me, even when nobody else has seen them. And... And I must admit with you, I, I did think of this on a, on a visit to the loo. Now, don't be too alarmed. I'm not going to give you too much information, but I have this thing, and maybe it's more of a girl thing. But I have—I've done it a few times now. Where when I stand up, I realize I've accidentally hooked my underpants under the toilet seat. So when, up, <laughs> so when I stand up, so when I stand up, the toilet seat flips up and then crashes down with the biggest, almighty bang, scares the living daylights out of me. And I realise it's because I've hooked my underpants under the seat and that's just, it's so humiliating and no one will ever see that. So, and yet it's no, still. But, if
2: it, but it depends on where the toilet's situated, right? Because there is a risk yeah. of everyone hearing it and being like, whoa. Yes. Know, what the hell what, is I she doing? I said to upset her that she's just walked into the toilet and slammed the toilet seat down. after.
3: And, <laughs> and the other thing that, and this is like, this is my one area. This is the one time in which my house is slightly posher than Kelly Hoppins, because I went to Kelly Hoppins once. <laughs> went to the loo, the one in and West because, Yeah, and be- because my toilet seats are, my toilet lids are soft return. I think right. if I've got soft return, Kelly's definitely got soft return. So I just out of force of habit threw the lid down and it went crash again, <laughs> like, and, and it was just, I was so embarrassed. And again, I was on my own.
1: Yeah. So is, that because, is that because it had toilet, toilets like solid marble or something?
3: Well, I was, honestly, it made such a bang. I was just, I had to look and think, have I just fucking broken the toilet in this really amazing house? Awesome. But no, I haven't, yeah.
1: Also, Joe, I think Kelly Hoppen's gonna take a hit out on you now for outing her for not having soft, uh, closing toilet seats.
3: Yeah, I know. She'll never speak to me again. <laughs> yeah. They've
1: probably, probably already been replaced. Off uh, <laughs> your toilet seat shame.
3: Joe Alvin went to the Louvre, there, so they must all be replaced.
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Surely there's a blue plaque there. Isn't there not a blue plaque at that toilet seat? Now? <laughs>
3: I mean, I can't be... And even like, you know, we've all done the thing where you trip over but nobody saw and it's still a bit humiliating.
2: What I was going to say to this is, and it kind of does relate to tripping over because I was born clumsy. Like, if there's an accident waiting to happen, it's me that has it. Um, I'm, I'm forever causing myself mischief. I've got two broken spindles on my staircase at the moment from slipping down the stairs. One was like... I didn't realize that um, the lady who helps us in the house sometimes arrived a little bit ahead of time. So my alarm hadn't gone off. And I was like in my pajamas running up and downstairs trying to find the keys to a, the gate to let her in. And could um, <laughs> not find the keys, realizing I must still be upstairs. So I've, I've come up and downstairs twice already, run upstairs a third time. And as I've come back down, my pajamas were under my heel. And I just went Doo, do, 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 smack <laughs> straight, through the, straight through the spindle. And it was one of those ones where my housemates didn't laugh. like they they laugh but they were like "Ah, that sounds quite interesting what's what's happened there Uh, there was a bit of fear Um, I was actually fine and I was laughing but I tend to I don't know if I laugh as a like as a nervous response or if I just genuinely find it funny but like you know some people get quite I always find it funny when people get really annoyed if they like trip up in front of people no, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. But like if they take a trip on the escalator or they stumble and they, they survive it, but they get like oh whoa. but they,
3: they look behind them, like right.
2: there <laughs> must have been something there. I can't, like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, someone definitely someone else was responsible yeah. like, not me. Yeah. I'm angry at the invisible man that tripped me over. Um I can't help but just laugh. I find those yeah, things same. really, really, really funny. So I don't I don't get that, I'm not that bashful. I was when I was younger, but I think I've grown into my own skin now, and I'm kind of willing to own the the embarrassment. I, and I, I'm a fan of awkward if I'm in control of it. Um, the one thing I find difficult is bad stand-up comedians. That that I would oh, find, yeah. That's what I want to invert. I would get in my own belly button and hide if I could. Um, that's that's what I find awkward. But no, so so yeah, I don't I don't I don't get that embarrassed. I,
1: I, I I'm I'm not quite to the extent that you are. If I'm alone, I don't get embarrassed, but things that were witnessed literally yeah i i, I can traumatize myself I, I,
3: I think it's really weird that i feel stupider about um that incident that happened on my own than i do about telling you two about it <laughs> <laughs>
1: I felt like- even, Everyone else, Joe, and everyone else, don't forget all, yeah, all the, the millions, yeah, the millions of listeners. Yeah. You know what, though? But it's, it's
2: that stuff that people that people relate to because we all do silly things. And also I just think like the most, some of the most even traumatic parts of my life have made for really good conversations. Like I wouldn't be able to contribute to conversation if it wasn't for all the good and the bad that's happened. And yeah. everyone, everyone that enjoys me as a person, they kind of have to take the good with the bad because it's all played into me becoming who I am. And I think that's the same for anyone that you meet. You you know, it's really easy when you meet someone to like them and then love them, but then get judgmental about shit that's happened in their past. But actually the bad shit that's happened is as much as part of the good, you know, when it comes to making that person, that person. So, you know, I, you know,
3: you I, love a friend when they, they, there are days when they annoy the living crap out of you about this or that, that they do or say, but you still love them.
1: Yeah. You don't have to like someone. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Why, why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> uh,
3: wow. <well. laughs> you never annoy me, James. You oh. never do.
1: Oh, um. It, um, we just not that close i think yeah. embarrassment's like everything right i think it's like every emotion you've got to own it i think like yeah. you said the people that are weird about stuff like the ones that try to look for somebody else to blame when they trip over an escalator i mean yeah. i mean i'm with you it's a bit like all of your whether it's jealousy or anger or frustration or sadness or whatever i think it's much better to own it and admit to it but i do sometimes worry that i'm i'm getting like you Stephen. if i trip I feel automatically programmed. I've got to laugh it off, get in on the joke first, but mm. I then sometimes worry I take it too far and I end up looking at like actual lunatic, just laughing at nothing.
2: Okay. But I've had this thing since I was a kid, I think. So like if someone used to shout at me when I was a kid, especially at school, I was quite good at school, so I never got shouted at much. Um, believe it or not, even though I ended up in a pupil referral unit, more on that later. Um <laughs> but I used to, if a teacher would shout at me, I just used to find it really funny. It was like I, I it was like I had a picture of like a, a monkey on a tricycle with crashing symbols going around my head, and I just couldn't, I couldn't help but laugh. Like I found. Then it, so
3: whereas I, I used to think it was like a fate worse than death if a teacher told me off. I was, I was traumatized for days if that happened. It was like I don't know. It was just such a such a head girl instinct. It's very strange. Yeah even though
2: I was never head girl. I love how you just
1: slipped head girl in there. No, I did,
3: I've never was, no.
1: It didn't, it didn't work for you, Joe. but being just pet. You should have yeah, laughed. No, it really good.
3: didn't,
1: no. <laughs> no anyway, I don't
3: know what we've concluded other than I need to pull my underpants down a bit further when I go to the and yeah. i yeah. talking
1: about Kelly Hoppins toilets.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should have raised that with her when she was on the podcast.
1: I know. She'll have to
2: come so, back. There is a point that needs
1: addressing, even if it's just quick catch-up for part two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our first, yeah. first question, Kelly, have you changed that toilet seat? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a I'll nice be.
3: house, Kelly, but... Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing, but it's quite like... I, I just like
2: it's one of those houses where you almost are frightened to touch something. Every- <laughs> Everything has a place. And I'm a believer in, like, I'm not quite Marie Kondo, but, like, I, I think we've got a terrible attitude, which is normally that just, like, if you, if, you, if you run out of space, you need more space, not less things. Now I'm yes. trying. And this plays into sustainability, I think. Like, I, I'm trying to streamline every aspect of my life, even my friendship circle, um, just because I think, you know, instead of looking for more space for more things, I think less things, and then each thing can have a, a place. But everything was so perfect in our house. like I, I know. I,
3: Man, but
1: I guess that's like... Like... like look at the mess of my. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a mess. No, I will but... say this though. I will say this. I married condoed one T-shirt drawer this week, and I'm not going to lie. I feel like I can now take on the world.
2: It's amazing, isn't it? Tidy room, tidy mind. I noticed yeah. that when I'm if I'm in, if I'm in periods of stress, that's I start I start to notice every like scuff on every skirting board, and it starts to just glare at me. It's like glare at me. It's like yeah. It's... Well, it's I saw there was this, that.
3: Do you see in the weekend that picture of Victoria Beckham sitting in her pantry and that, that made me clean my pantry up? It was just like, I was pantry shamed by Victoria Beckham. Yeah.
2: No <laughs>
1: I'm not sure what this is going to This is probably going to be. Oh, is
3: it your pantry?
1: Probably going to be the just- We're getting an exclusive insight.
3: Oh, I used to have one of those cupboards. Does yours, it used to break all the time. No, I, don't have, I don't
2: have a room, but basically yeah, it has a couple of times because I put too much in it, it gets too heavy and then it comes out and it just goes from that to that. Yeah. A it's a
3: nightmare. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Pickled onions all over the floor everywhere. But so. it looks
3: very organised to me.
2: <laughs> I've, I've, yeah that i've done that quite recently to be fair everything's in its place but then like i do the fridge over and over and it's i used to have three housemates and a, and a girlfriend so it was it was busy here. now i just have my partner but sometimes it's as though the housemates have snuck back in and just paralyzed everything because Sure, I haven't made you know.
3: no. It definitely wouldn't be you. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, we're spending a lot, we're
1: spending a no. lot at home. Don't forget yeah. I mean, all those meals, all those times you're using it. You know, yeah. getting a lot of wear and tear.
2: Talking of soft clothing stuff, though, do you know how mad it is? Like, I grew up in you know there were six of us in a three bedroom flat. And now I've got soft closing drawers. It's so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> oh, that, is tea, that is the dream. That is the dream. People talk about achievements. I've got a wine fridge and soft posing drawers. Yeah,
3: I've got a wine fridge, but I don't have the soft drawers. But I do have the soft return toilet.
2: <laughs> I know I don't. So there you go. You oh,
3: you see, I mean, well, actually, I just don't know how you live like that, to be honest. Well, yeah. you,
1: Joe, I'm glad. I'm glad you yeah. brought us back the toilet seats because I do yeah. feel that's going to be the theme of this podcast. Because on our last subject this week, it is—is is it just me that doesn't know half? The things in my house and how they work or how, how well you i know
3: it. how the bloody toilet works
1: well no no yeah. that, this is my point so i'm not going to lie to you about six months ago my toilet seat it's one of those things it's been niggling it's it's never quite sat right and every time I'm so, are you worked,
3: are you really pleased you got up for this today Stephen? we're talking about <laughs> I <toilets>. am,
1: um, <laughs> yeah listen, I, i've been well, you know about the supplement i made a gulp
2: for guts so there's been a <laughs> lot of talking, oh, well, talking. <laughs> yeah. now i've been literally i've spent my last month and a half talking shit like quite literally well, uh, yeah, well, well you've can... come to the right place <laughs> made some quite interesting conversations well uh, here you
1: go so mine... least, oh, I, here... go on sorry also I was going to the toilet seat issue is it's one of those things like it's ever since I've lived in this house for four years, it's the toilet seat's not been quite right. And every time my mum visits, she said, mm, That toilet seat. And you know, your mum has a habit of zoning in on the one thing. Uh, I've done up my entire house, but I've never fixed the toilet seat. You what's that? Or it's always a bit off center or it moves yeah. or you sit on it. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of got the same issue. And I, right?
3: No, that, it, that's intolerable, to be quite honest.
1: Well, no, but it
2: finally got yeah. to a point six months Stop ago. Closing, kind of,
1: got to be the toilet seat moves. <laughs> but, it kind of got to, but it finally broke, what well, it half broke. And I was like, "Right, well, I'm gonna have to get a new toilet seat. You fall anyway, off. Trying to, find, trying to find the right <laughs> size toilet seat for my weird shaped toilet was enough of a stress. Then when it arrived, trying to get the half of the toilet seat that hadn't snapped off, off the toilet. Literally, I was calling every builder in town so I could not figure out how to do it. And no one thankfully was available. And I persevered for the next three <laughs> hours. I mean, I see,
3: was, I just would have just moved. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I
1: eventually eventually got got the toilet seat on and the new one on and I'm not going to lie to you again it was one of those moments where I thought I can take on the world right now I've done this I felt so proud and as you know Joe I'm not one for toilet humor so for me to be talking so proudly about anything relating to a toilet is quite a step forward but am I alone here in the sense that when things go wrong in your house you suddenly go I've got no idea how to fix that
2: straight on the phone to someone like i am a diy disaster my my missus is always taking the mickey out of me she's like jesus i'll bloody do it i'm like god we've got to get someone out to fix this um, no but
3: i admire that because my husband we go through the charade of him thinking he can fix things and then inevitably calling a man in the end anyway so
2: yeah I, i'm just like i would rather not make anything worse than it already is like <laughs> who fix it but maybe not yourself is my ethos when it comes to that um i know how most of the gadgets work but i yeah as as far as like the actual workings of what makes the house operate i leave most of it well alone because if i touch something no. it
3: tends to just create another problem and then another problem and then another problem I, i'm sure i've said this before but i keep asking ross my husband to do a list of how things work before he dies because if he gets hit by a bus tomorrow i am screwed i'm absolutely i don't even know how to worry oh, about you will
2: know, just <laughs> just My, every da-
3: My daughter and him laugh at me. I don't even know how to get Netflix on the telly. <laughs> I mean, I literally would be
1: okay joe, in a dark room, a
3: freezing to death it's oh my just, god
1: i i am genuinely yeah. worried for you now joe that, that is a real thing.
3: <laughs> and he's, he he says he
1: won't because you've completed netflix so netflix That's is no true. use you, you <laughs> can worry about how to get amazon prime yeah, but
3: they or... might make something
1: else you never know but um yeah, but, but... I've, to, I've not canceled i
2: signed up to disney plus for one thing for a three-month trial and i'm definitely now about three months in i've been paying is that, that the
3: mandalorian stuff. is that what you signed up for
2: I can't remember, it wasn't for me, yeah. It was I mean, my, my partner
1: wanted to watch Hamilton, was it for Hamilton, The when they they showed yes, Hamilton? Yes, it was, it was yeah. that was exactly what it was, yeah. yeah. And I hate musicals, but I thought that was brilliant. It wasn't just because- It's amazing, that.
3: isn't it? Yeah.
1: It well, yeah. But mm. again, though, the other day, this is what I find weird about being a grown-up and owning a house, you think, okay, I've lived in my house now for four years, and I kind of feel by this point, I've done a full cycle of things going wrong and knowing how to handle and deal with those situations. Oh, yeah. no. Oh no, just the other day I went into the bathroom, I turned on the light, one of the bright spotlights blows. And I'm literally looking up going, What do I do? Do you know that? what I know how to do that? Well, no, I now do, but I literally, for about half an hour, I was going, what bit do you I pull out the You need what? a
3: thing, you need a finger. It's you called need... a finger, and you push <laughs> yeah, it up.
2: I know, exactly yes. yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know exactly what you mean.
0: Yeah,
2: I just I just 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 on not to not to shatter any dreams, but I renovated this, it was a Basically what I've learned is don't renovate an old house by trying to build a new one inside it, um, just build a new house. Uh, move <laughs> out Move out further, get get land and build a house because it's cheaper and you won't have all the problems that I now have. So I renovated this in 2013, moved in with builders still here. Uh, one of who had to, well, he said he had to rent, so I think he just had a potty mouth. And I genuinely mean that. I'm not taking the Mickey out of that condition whatsoever. Yeah. It just genuinely was foul mouth. Um, so moved in with builders still in 2014. And I now need to basically redo everywhere because it's moved. Everywhere's moved and there's cracks and leaks and damp and just. But if
3: you live near me, it's the same thing. It's like the Edwardian houses. I've got a, I've got a house of cracks as well.
2: It's so. Yeah. Hard. Like looking at it going, I can't bear to have builders in the house again so soon. It feels like, it. I don't feel like it's ever been finished. And it, you know, it was at a point and now it's. The headache, but it just how funny. I'm like, what's my next album going to be about? Pharaoh and ball paint. Like, what <laughs> the hell am I meant to rap about? My life is quite comfortable. They call
3: it Sulking Room Pink by <laughs> Professor Green. Yeah. Good,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Call um, it In a in in in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a yeah, as an ode to the tiles that I'm about to put in one of the bathrooms. I've got to do
3: oh, what color? What's your color scheme? <laughs>
2: um, looking at something
1: relatively pink, actually. Yeah.
3: Nice. Nice, you, you do yeah. know
1: you're a proper grown up, and you get more excited about that kind of stuff than you know going out. I can't, I can't
2: believe it. Like, when I think about what my life was, I used to run around selling like ten, you know, a drawer for a tenner, and now I'm like going to farm, <laughs> farmer's markets on Saturday mornings. It's just amazing, and, I, and I'm like, and I'm equally as excited by it. I get like the same sort of juvenile rush by going to pick my own veg and taking my own bags when I remember that's like I do that now, you know, sustainability. I take no, my own bags when I go shopping. It's like it. it
3: getting old, so, man.
2: <laughs> it makes me so happy, but my younger self would just be going, You boring
1: <laughs> twat.
3: And then,
1: well, I had a it classic. It happens to us all. Yeah. I had a classic of the day where I was trying to break because we would just come out of a lockdown, but obviously in lockdown, you're trying to find your kicks where you can find them. So I was taking a, a different route on the dog walk that day and I was like, ambling around the streets of Stretton, Hill, looking at all these houses. And I came across this street and I was blatantly ogling the houses because they were like so gorgeous, so beautiful. And as I blatantly stood outside this house, and I'm not lying, gawping, almost dribbling at how beautiful this house was, there's a yeah. rap on the window. And I think, oh my God, it's somebody telling me to piss off and stop you know, dawdling. I realise it's my friend who I didn't even live there. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. you blatantly caught me perving over your house. And he was like, James, that's so tragic. I was going, yeah, I think I actually perv over houses more than I perv over people these days.
2: Actually, know, I do a lot of, I do a lot of um, house window shopping. Is that the right turn of phrase? That's the best
3: or, thing about winter is that you can actually see beach. in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's always a bright light, Joe. There's
2: always a good- not, uh, not, not that I'm a
3: weirdo in. or anything.
2: No, yeah. I don't, it is weird. I, I, I always walk around, like, I, yeah, I enjoy houses. I always wonder what people have done to them when they've been renovated as well. When they go, if I see a house up for sale, I'm always straight on right move to see what it looks like inside, even though I-
3: love it. I love it when you're walking past someone's window and you see, you hit the jackpot of like, you know, like there's this um, place in my mother-in-law's house where every time we drive past it, there's a there's a portrait of the people who live there that I swear to God is the size of a, of, a, of an IMAX screen and i and i see it all and it's just the imagine looking at a picture that big of yourself every day for <laughs> like,
2: I, I i used to a photographer i forget his name now he sent me um a framed portrait that he had shot of me in black and white and it was really pensive i was like looking like that but it it was i was looking to Goes up. I was looking to my left, which meant that I hung it in the toilet, which meant that I was looking at whoever was sat on the toilet, which used to annoy people to know, like, <laughs> honestly, to no end and bring me so much enjoyment. Because every time someone come out, they'd kind of look at me like, ugh. It
1: was quite what, bad. I,
3: I, what I thought it wasn't me because you you know what happens to me.
1: You just slammed the yeah. toilet seat. It's not yeah. soft, closing <laughs> it's not even broken. And what I love is what I love is how we beautifully bookended this episode, taking us I back know. to the toilet. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> <We're> very <laughs> nicely done, everyone.
3: <laughs> Oh, my God. I was in such a foul mood when I got here. You lot have cheered me up so much. I can't hey, wait
2: for what the rest of the day holds, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got someone coming around to collect a mattress, which was dumped outside my house. And I've also, someone stole my recycling bin, their hot property, apparently. This is the third time it's happened to me. So I've just got loads and loads of now soggy recycling that I've got to help this bloke lift into his van. Maybe there's a whole
3: market care. of Professor Green's um, recycling bins on eBay. Probably on it, but
2: I wouldn't mind. But the last one didn't even have a lid on it. it that <laughs> lid had already been stolen. I'm like, well, why do people do this to me? What do I? Do, what have I done to deserve getting my recycling bin stolen?
0: I don't <laughs> know.
2: I was, in, <laughs> I was in Streatham Hill yesterday. Uh, um, uh, it's one of the largest food banks in London. It's uh, they've used they've been grant they've been given a grant to use a, a, ch- a church around there, oh. St oh. Margaret's. Yeah, St okay. Margaret's. Um, a food bank doing some good yesterday but yeah some beautiful houses i did notice
1: really are mm. yeah I know. anyway you oh,
2: know uh anyway you
1: yeah. for joining us it's, it's been really fun
2: thank you um yeah. and i look forward to when we're allowed to you know when we get beyond socially distancing hopefully sitting next to you at a dinner sometimes that soon.
3: would be lovely I mean, yeah like That'd just be-
2: without lauren fox ideally. oh
1: god yes <laughs> I can't, oh well, Shane is my best friend. <laughs> that was really weird with him. He was actually he was sat at the same table as that, and he hadn't gone to the dark side at that point. He was actually all right. Then, I, no, he, he, was he was,
2: that? He, he was he he was quite dark. He was telling oh. me that he was writing a song without Joe and he was trying to direct the rest of my career. And I just wanted to tell him to fuck off to be honest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? This was, it was like,
1: a GQ dinner, uh, London Fashion Week dinner last year. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. There you go. the, the signs were clearly there, the signs were there. Yeah,
2: I'm writing with Elton John next week and I think we. I think I should tell, I think I should basically, he was saying he should produce my next record and telling me what I should be doing musically and I, I it took every ounce of, Of. of and I, I'm not one to bite my lip as I'm sure you've kind of worked out, um, but I just thought it, it would upset everyone else at the table, but I, I, there were moments where I just had to go outside for a cigarette, albeit I didn't smoke. Oh my <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, he is, he's another knob. Him and Rishi Sunak belong in the same box, preferably <laughs> underground. And I won't
1: say any more on that, but to everyone else, a very happy Christmas. Yes, <laughs> to everyone else, sorry, I didn't want to end it on a low note.
3: No.
2: <laughs> I don't know about
1: YouTube, but I really need the toilet anyway.
3: Yeah, Me
2: too. I'm off to the bathroom and I'm not going to slam the toilet seat, even though it's not soft closing. But I am going to, I am going to Google, I'm going to consider investing in some soft-clothing toilet seats because I'm jealous. <laughs>